The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, Stunt Brainiacs. Welcome to the second half of the Pure Opelka Opelkathon happening today. Coming to you live from the Dallas studios of the Blaze Radio Network. Just wrapped up the Glenn Beck program. So if I sound like I'm still running about 100 miles an hour, it's only because I am. Those of you who joined me this morning, thank you so much. I appreciate the support from all over the country. And uh, a lot of you weighed in, which is good. And some of you were surprised and, and happy with my clip that I played that shows that Hillary and Bill Clinton had slaves and they actually talked about it. And some of you disagreed, but that's what makes the world go around, right? Uh, We are going to keep monitoring the Comey testimony, even though I think it is a gigantic nothing burger. I do think there there ain't a whole lot there. And we're rapidly finding out more and more and more and more that it's just so much piffle, which is a great word, isn't it? Piffle. And, And if we could get away from the piffle and actually get to the the stuff that's going on in the world other than this investigation, I think we'd be much better off as a country, as a, as a people, etc. Now, the big news for me is the fact that nobody got free drinks today. Nobody apparently got free drinks today at the D.C. bar that promised they would give out a free drink every time Donald Trump tweeted during Comey's testimony. Now, there's time. There's actually time, and I believe this was the president pulling a great move again. Yesterday, I talked about Donald Trump being a genius, and today, there's more proof that Donald Trump is not just a genius, but he might be a super genius. He might be an evil genius. He might be a a genius genius, because by not tweeting, and everybody is at the ready, there are people assigned to watch Donald Trump's Twitter account, totally assigned to that today. And guess what? He's not tweeting. Very funny. Uh, Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. I mentioned that one of the things that we have to monitor is the way the coverage is going. Because as your media watchdog, that's right, I'm your media watchdog. 
I have to wonder why CNN is doing nothing, posting nothing of Marco Rubio's questioning. Why? You've, you've got Joe Manchin. You've got Dianne Feinstein. Uh, you, you've got a host of other Democrats asking questions. Senator Martin Heinrich, Democrat from New Mexico. Why? Why aren't you posting anything from Marco Rubio? I'll, I'll guarantee you Kamala Harris, Democrat from California, former uh, attorney general from California who has been uh, pushed into the limelight by putting her as a senator from California. I know they're looking at her as vice presidential timber for 2020. I know this. But I'll bet you we see Kamala Harris's stuff show up. Just just guessing. And uh, we'll, we'll play you some of the highlights from earlier. I still go back to the fact that nothing burger, nothing burger, nothing burger. And, um, and I'll stick by that. I'm a little distracted today, I have to admit. And Chamont is going to get on my case today by being so distracted. He already has. I'll get back to Comey Feifei 2017. I, I need to give credit, by the way, to George Wallace, the comic. George Wallace, another one of my friends who is an uber-liberal, another one of my friends who doesn't like the Trumpster, another one of my friends who would have preferred Hillary Clinton in the White House, but he is also one of the funniest people I know. He is also Jerry Seinfeld's bestest friend in the whole wide world. So you should follow George, and this morning he dubbed it Comey Feifei 2017, and he wished us all a happy Comey Feifei. Very nicely done, sir. But um, stepping away from Comey Feifei because we, we have to say thank you. Today, when I arrived at the studios, there was a box that had somehow made it to my little office slash dressing room. They have a dressing room for guests who come in. And Mike Broomhead was in there for the last two days. And I have, to, I have to get on Mike Broomhead's case because he left some, some towels with some uh, makeup on him. It was nasty. I know. We didn't change. And Doc, Doc Thompson, being the great human being that he is, said, I'll get you some fresh towels. I said, thanks, Hazel. And then he said, just for that, I'm not getting you any fresh towels. But at my door today was a box, a very well-wrapped box. And it was addressed to Mark Opella. I don't know who Mark Opella is, but I assumed, I, I hope to God there is no Mark Opella working for the company. Sarah will know. Do we have a Mark Opella working here? No? Okay. I opened the box because that's who it was addressed to. And inside the box, there was a pile of beautifully wrapped and labeled Fried pies. Do you remember when it was uh, Cobbler Day, Peach Cobbler Day, and I went on the air and I said, what the hell is a cobbler? How is a cobbler different than a pie? It's both delicious filling with crust, etc. And the good people at Fulton's Pies and Pies, and that's how they signed it, Fulton's Pies and Pies, uh, said, we're going we're gonna to send you something. And we hope you like it. So in this box was, and I'm just, it's not heated up yet, but I'm going to take a taste. Mm. These are 
Arbuckle Mountain original fried pies. And there are cherry pies. There are peach pies. There are blueberry pies and blackberry pies and apple pies. Shamat's in there shaking his head. I guess he doesn't want any. He's, he's, now, he's now given me, he's given me the, the pie stink eye. Uh, Mr. Lynch, uh, first of all, hello, sir. I'm, I haven't really spoken to you much because I ran in from the other show. Hello, welcome to the program. Go ahead, turn your mic on. You see the pies. You see the box of pies that's in the kitchen. You saw them, didn't you? No, I did not. You did I've not? Been, I was, I've been looking for them. Well, I, I, at least you turned on the oven. I asked you to turn on the oven, and you did. So the oven's heated. It's preheated to 350 degrees. And here are the instructions we received. Preheat oven to 350 degrees. Place in the oven for 10 minutes. Do not microwave these because it will make them soggy. You can freeze these and enjoy them later. Just wrap them in plastic first. Thank you. Uh, and enjoy your pies. We enjoy your show, Fulton's Pies and Pies. So Fulton Pies and Pies in Oklahoma, thank you. I, I have one little bit of news to tell you. And Mr. Lynch, tell me if I'm incorrect on this. Okay. Will there be any pies left to go in the freezer? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> nah. Uh-uh. Like, here's, the, here's the truth about radio. You know the bad thing? What's like, that? Uh, I usually, like, I can sniff out food. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm like, I'm a food connoisseur. Like, so if it's any food around that's free, if, if, if it's any food around, period, somebody yeah. eating, I smell it and I go see what's going on. I investigate. And I, I'm the one who usually comes back to the radio studio and tells everybody there's food around, you know, after I done had me a couple. Um, really? Mm-hmm. That's how you're doing? Mm-hmm. You, so you're going to eat in front of me. Mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't tripping. I don't want, you probably no, I'm, you're talking blueberry so pie or something. I want, I want the pecan, it, we call it pecan in Texas. It's yeah, a, I understand. <laughs> I don't know if there's a, I don't know if there is a pecan. Uh, Somebody said pie. it was a It might have disappeared. Nah. It don't worry. I, I, go, I, know, I know where your dressing room is. <laughs> I so, sniff around. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this morning these arrived, and now that we have, uh, we're rapidly approaching the middle of the uh, eleven o'clock hour here in the Central Time Zone. I think it's only right for us to to do as uh, some of the employees here do, and that's have dessert first. I think we should live dessert first. Yeah, you know you stole somebody's pies, though. What do you mean? You're not Mark O. Pella. Mark Pella. Mark Pella. <laughs> yeah, Today. so they, they were, there's the Mark Pella here looking for his pies. Mark, <laughs> uh, first of all, I identify as Mark Pella today. Oh, so you're a, <laughs> another gen- <laughs> I'm, I'm transitioning into Mark Pella today. Okay. And I'm, I'm eating those pies. But uh, for, for first of all, attention, Blaze, employees, the Puro Pelka crew are only allowed to get first choice. Whatever's left over, you're welcome to share in our bounty. But the Puro Pelka crew, Jeff, me, Shamont, and Sarah, because she's like the big radio boss. Oh, wait. I didn't see Clint hiding over there. Sorry. Yeah, I, I couldn't see you behind the monitor, Clint. You're such a little thing. I couldn't see you. What, is he Sorry. losing weight? He is. Michael. All right. So we've got we've got pies for everybody. Shout out to Oklahoma, man. Is a big shout out to Oklahoma. And you know what? I should get the town. I should get the box. We'll do that during the break. We'll do a proper shout out to the people who uh, delivered us these lovely fried pies as we sit through. Thank you, Fulton's Pies and Pies. As we sit through uh, Comey Fefe 2017. Yes, there's news to cover, and we'll get to it 
after the break on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, the fried pie edition of Pure Opelka. Sway's jumping in. There's a plate of fried pies here in the studio. I wish we could we could uh, live cast this. That's a cherry pie. That looks good. She's dancing. Yeah, these are good. Uh, Mark from Maryland is checking in with us this morning. Uh, Mark, or this afternoon in your part of the world. How you doing, Mark? Oh, hanging in there. Uh... Something that when you started talking about those pies, mm-hmm. my my granddaughter had said something about uh, Maxine Waters. Okay, watching her on you know Blaze TV and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I've been slowly uh, you know working on that child, make sure she's not a progressive. Huh. And and she uh, started watching her talking on there about impeach, 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 and he said he said. Well, they ought to call. Said she likes to say "impeach" all the time. They ought to call her "peaches." I like that. That's that's kind of interesting. I'm having. Yeah, so. I'm I'm just testing one of the peach. Speaking of which, I thought you were going to go with some sort of impeach pie, because I'm oh. I'm I'm tasting one of one of the the impeach the peach flavored fried pies that we got in from Fulton's Fried Pies. Let me give you the correct. At least I should shout them out the correct city. They are in uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. So shout out to Oklahoma. Arrow. Now here's All right. thank a big you. Shout out to Oklahoma. Thank you, Mark. Have a great rest of your day. Now here's a here's a little um, little bit of radio inside info that you don't know. When someone sends food to a radio station, usually it doesn't get eaten. Usually it gets thrown away. If somebody would would make something and send it, like cookies or whatever, to a radio or TV station, the hosts almost never eat it. And why is that? Because there are jack wagons out there who would poison us or drug us or worse. So usually stuff like fried pies that look this delicious, that absolutely are homemade and, and fabulous, would not be eaten out of an overabundance of caution. But I actually had had a discussion with the folks from Fulton's, and I appreciate them. Mark, I got to rock and roll, but thank you for uh, checking in today. Join okay. me tomorrow. I'll be on with Glenn. Uh, okay, you take. There he goes. Comey's still talking. I wonder how long he's going to talk today. And Donald Trump, as has we said, is not tweeting. Absolutely not tweeting today. So anybody who thought their job was going to be crazy today because they were supposed to cover the president, ah, too bad. Or maybe you, you'd be better served 
going to the um, the bar, Shaw's Bar in Washington, or I think it was called the Public Pub. I think it was called Publix, which is also in Washington, and Clooney's in San Francisco. So if you're out on the West Coast and near the Mission District in San Francisco, Clooney's is hosting, and they had... They actually had Comey-themed drinks. They had Impeach Mint, which was peach schnapps with peppermint schnapps kind of mixed together. That sounds kind of awful, doesn't it? Yeah. But we are, we are um, we're going to check in today with, I think we have an expert who's, who's been monitoring this, going to give us an update on what's happening. But there are other stories that I have to get to. If you didn't join me for uh, the Glenn Beck program, uh, I might go back to this Hillary Clinton story. I want to get Shamont's take on it. Uh, I wonder I wonder if he thinks the same thing as I do, that Hillary Clinton had slaves and, and she was lying about it, and we didn't know about it till just this week. I, I got uh, a positive and a negative on it during the Glenn Beck program. I should play the clip. We'll do that. And um, do you have a new tattoo? If you have a tattoo, I have zero tattoos. And I have zero interest in getting a tattoo, but I'm fascinated by the whole tattoo thing. I have two tattoo stories. One is kind of a sad story. And the other one is actually a technology story about tattoos and tattooing and how there may be a way to make tattoos simpler, better, but I wonder if it's going to take the art out of it. Because tattooing really is an art. I've been to the conventions. I've, I've walked the floors where there are hundreds of people getting tattoos at the same time. I've talked to the artist. I'm fascinated with it. Again, zero ink on me. But I'm fascinated with the topic. And I'll, I'll share with you this, this new technology around tattoos just around the corner on Pure Opelka. You're in the middle of a Pure Opelkathon. This is the fourth of six hours today on the blaze radio network come on back you're listening to pure opelka with mike opelka on the blaze radio network Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. I'm in a bit of a panic. I have to admit, I didn't properly plan. So I'm down to my last pack of relief factor for this trip, and I have to get through today and tomorrow. This is the end of the 14th week of my adventure with relief factor. I've, I've been through this now, and I tell you, it's changed the way I think about pain because guess what? I don't have pain. I started taking all-natural relief factor after the company said, look, try it. Get the three-week quick start plan. I did, and based on recommendation from Doc Thompson, based on a recommendation from Brad Staggs, 
I said, all right, I'm going to give it a shot because I'm, I'm really nervous about taking painkillers every day. Not prescription, but I would take over-the-counter a handful, like eight every day. So I started thinking, what's that doing to me? Seven and a half, eight days into taking Relief Factor every day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the pain went away. The inflammation in my knees and my hips and my back went away, and the pain went with it. You should try it. All-natural Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com. It's that simple. Go to relieffactor.com and and tell them you want the three-week quick start plan and start start getting your life back. Start getting control of yourself because you don't have to worry about pain. Give them a call, 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. It is Relief Factor. Tell them Michael Pelka sent you. I don't know if they'll do anything. It might double the price, but tell them. Tell them you heard it here. All right, we're getting back to, uh, I'm watching Comey Fefe 2017, and we'll cover it. But right now, I have to give you the update on, on what I was talking about, because uh, the, the question of ink, tattoos, always, always gets me interested when a topic comes up about it. I have zero tattoos. There used to be a guy who worked at the Blaze who was sleeved as they say, completely sleeved. His arms were covered from the shoulders down to his wrists, both arms. He also had tattoos on his back and on his chest, and he had started getting uh, his legs covered with tattoos. And I said, what are you doing? His name was Mason. So what are you doing, Mason? He goes, oh, just, you know, I'm, I'm turning my body into a canvas. And I said, okay. I, I don't get it. I totally don't get it. And, and that's just me. People with tats doesn't necessarily mean they're bad. They're just different. They look at their, their skin as a canvas. I look at my skin as a gift. And I just don't know about putting something today on, on that canvas that in, in a year or five years or 50 years I might regret. So I'm, I'm completely tat-free. But I started interviewing people who are in the tattoo business, and I discovered something fascinating. They're mostly libertarians. The tattoo artists, the tattoo business owners that I have talked to, and I've surveyed many in Delaware, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania, and many from around the country because there is a massive tattoo culture that does these conventions every year. And as I sat with the people, watching them apply tattoos to their clients, they, they actually took time to describe to me how they got in the business. And many of them got into the business after they got their first tattoo and said, you know what? This is a job. This is something I could do. There are many who are artists and they realize that owning a tattoo parlor and putting their art onto people was ultimately more profitable than trying to make great paintings or sculptures and sell them out in the very competitive art world. It's a little different kind of a business model. But most of them, as I said, were libertarians. These are people who, who have small businesses. A lot of them were husbands and wives, boyfriend and girlfriend, whatever, small families. And they had a storefront in a mall or a storefront on a strip mall. And <clears throat> people would come in and be their clients. And I always think that it's a one-time thing. 
But the tattoo artist, the tattoo business, looks at this as an ongoing thing because people are always, always changing their tattoos. They might see something they've, they've gotten in, enamored of and they want to memorialize it on their skin. Look no further than the NBA and the current playoffs. The players and the tattoos, there are myriad tats all over these people. And they're, they're now talking about making electronic tattoos that could be implanted on your skin and they could be used as passwords for your digital devices. Anybody nervous about that? According to some reporting on thebigthink.com, which is kind of a cool place to check out, there's a chance that in the next generation, Motorola phones, the Google Android phones, would come with the ability to recognize electronic tattoos. Would you get one? I don't know about this. But they have discussed this, this technology at, at different conferences. And the Internet's just wondering, well, how does a digital tattoo work? It likely requires the implantation of tiny sensors or circuits under your that epidermis, that epidermal layer of human skin. And that would make them waterproof. That would make them uh, not, not able to be stretched or twisted while still making them able to register or send pulses, digital pulses capable of being recognized by your smartphones. I don't know about this. These digital tattoos would also be able to take different readings on your body, your heart rate, your body temperature, and be sending a complete picture of your body health. See, this is where I get a little nervous. I Because to me, once that's there, once that chip, those digital tattoos, as they're calling them, or epidermal electronics are in your skin, that means somebody else could be reading what's coming out of there too. Can you imagine? Uh, what happened? Well, I got uh, identity theft. No, no, my tattoo got hacked. My digital tattoo got hacked. I think we're probably on the front edge of this implantable technology. It's different than wearable technology because it's always there. But I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. What's going to happen? What's next? What's the next bit of technology? And, and we're, we're obviously going to talk about it. We're going to deal with it because we're going to pay attention to it. Speaking of tattoos, there's a, another side of the tattoo story that I need to tell. And this one's a weird one. This one deals with a guy who just got a brand new tattoo and um, he died. Now, he didn't die from the tattoo, but he got the tattoo on his, on his arm. No, it's the back of his, yeah, his arm. It was on his arm. It said, Jesus is life. Jesus is my life. And apparently his doctor told him, um, you shouldn't be going into water, like swimming in oceans or lakes or rivers without 
without the tattoo completely healing? Because let's face it, they inject ink into your skin. It creates a little wound, a puncture wound into your skin. Now, granted, when you, when you rate wounds of the skin, you use the, the word pale, P-A-I-L, to indicate the severity of the wound. Puncture, abrasion, incision, and laceration. A puncture, and they go from least invasive, least troubling, to most troubling. So a puncture is just a, a, a poke through the skin, and it's the least problematic break in the skin. A puncture, an abrasion is when, obviously, you scrape. An incision is a straight line. A laceration is a complicated, complex tearing of the skin, and that's, that's usually the worst. But a puncture. So think of the punctures that happen when you get a tattoo. Those are all little opportunities. If your skin doesn't heal, those are all little opportunities for infection to jump in. So this guy got the tattoo, and a few days later, instead of listening to both doctors and the tattoo artists, decided he was going to go swimming. So he jumped into the Gulf of Mexico for a swim just five days after getting the tattoo. A few days later, he was admitted to a hospital here in Dallas complaining of severe pains near the area of the tattoo on his calf. Doctor said, hey, you better keep that clean. Got to prevent infections. He died less than two months later because he got one of those bacteria that go in and start eating your skin and inside your body. He had a flesh-eating bacteria that got into his body. He was on life support 24 hours after he was admitted into the hospital. So while I think the tattoo art is wonderful, I think the tattoo culture is fascinating. I love hearing that these are mostly entrepreneurial spirits who are actually doing great things. And they have family values and they're people that want small government, at least from my uh, discussion with them. I, I also tell our friends in the tattoo community, when both the doctor and the tattoo artist tell you, hey, um, don't go in any lakes, rivers, or oceans until this thing fully heals, you know, give it a rest. Would it have, would have killed you to, uh, to have waited a week? No, but it did kill you to go into the ocean. Before I go away, I was about to jump away for a break, but Jamie from Florida's checking in. Jamie, how are you? Hi, Mike. Uh, I, I I do have one tattoo. It's actually uh, my husband's initials. He passed away oh. in 2010. Uh, but I my kids are tattoo freaks. But I've been I read an article just a couple of days ago that a they're experimenting on. Uh, pig skin, that's how they practice, and they're developing sensors that go into a tattoo that actually signals the person that, that has the tattoo that they are having a low blood sugar crash or a high blood sugar rush to help with diabetics that are uh, like my husband, a brittle diabetic, where their blood sugars change erratically. Yeah, well, that's uh, good. that's part of the technology we were just talking about. 
that they implanted yeah. under your skin where you have a tattoo so it can't be seen and it does everything it monitors your blood pressure it monitors your heart rate it can actually monitor like you said the sugars in the blood which are critical as you know to yeah, di- and, diabetics and they are actually incorporating it in some of the designs and it's just a little flake that, that is actually part of the design and i'm sorry i think it's going to be wonderful my daughter lives with that disease well, and the more you can do to help a diabetic you know, more power to you. I, I understand. I also raised the question. I have to cut away for a break here, Jamie. I raised the question that there are a lot of people worried about the mark of the beast being put on the skin. So there are people that shied away from getting any kind of a chip implant, and I understand their concerns. I got to cut away because I'm up against the wall and Shamont's looking at me going, come on, we have to have more power. Yeah, you're doing a great job. Well, thank you, Jamie. I'll to see you again all day tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you for being there. This all is right. Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Jump the gun. Welcome back. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I know I'm doing the guy from the commercial, right? I hope we're here. I was, I was about to, um, I was about to go off on CNN here, and maybe it's time I should. Um, CNN went coast to coast on the Comey hearing, and uh, now they're doing a great, great analysis of it. But what's happening in Washington, D.C., the president is speaking to the Faith and Freedom Coalition. I'm just going to dump in on it a little bit and see if we can hear what he's saying. Thank you. Our religious liberty is enshrined in the very first amendment in the Bill of Rights. Yes. The American founders invoked our creator four times in the Declaration of Independence. Don't worry, we're not going to let him change it. He's doing well. He's got a crowd of evangelicals that will obviously support the president. And he talked uh, a lot to the Faith and Freedom Coalition and uh, about, about wanting to get his agenda pushed forward. And he focused a little bit on 2018, saying um, that, that we really need to try and increase the majorities because there's a very slim majority, obviously, in the Senate, just two votes. And uh, not, not a overwhelming majority in the house but the house is definitely being targeted and here's what i wonder what the heck is going on cnn you do coast to coast on on the hearing and then you're spending time afterwards with this analysis i'm not sure if there's a break i think there may be um, more questioning coming up but now you're spending this time with a gigantic panel talking about it when the president of the United States is speaking to one of the largest voting blocks in the country and he's speaking live, you haven't heard from him on Twitter since yesterday. He's breaking all of the conventions and you're freaking out. But the president of the country is speaking while you are spinning tales. 
it's it's really it's really sad CNN. At least at least it's on Facebook. You can watch it on Facebook, but you're denying your your biggest outlet, your outlet on cable on basic cable. Why? And why have you not posted anything from Marco Rubio? It smacks of some sort of massive agenda that you are feeding. It smacks of partisanship. It smacks of progressive politics that we all know exist. Shame on you, CNN. Shame on you. So let Jeffrey Tubin, the only guy on, on your network, who the only lawyer who seem, seems to think that this was obstructionism, let him prattle on as, as you relegate the president to the back page. Disgusting, CNN. Disgusting. I got to walk this off before I start ranting. I also ate too many of the fried pies, so I need to take a little bit of a quick stroll. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.